guys, and welcome to the Same 24 Hours podcast. I am your host, Meredith Atwood. I have a great guest today. Her name is Anna Woods, and she is the founder of She's Strength. We have a bit of um, things in common in that she's a super strong um, weightlifter and does CrossFit and Olympic-style weightlifting, and I used to do Olympic-style weightlifting, so that's where pretty much where the similarities end. But we do have a lot in common in that we believe that women have um, all the power inside of them, and anyone for that matter, not just women, but we have the power inside of us to make the changes and be as strong as we want to be. And her story is awesome. She does everything from her home gym, and we will learn about her nickname, Home Gym. So hope you guys enjoy the show. Hello. Welcome to the show. Well, thanks for asking me. I'm honored to be chatting with you. So I feel, okay, well, first off, we have a mutual friend named Kim. So let's say hi to Kim. Yes. And Kim <laughs> and I met under the funniest circumstances. We obviously met online because I meet everyone online at this point, but I had broken my foot like in 2012 and I had this stupid gray boot and I named it Wilson, just like the Tom Hanks volleyball and castaway because it was like with me all the time. And then she broke her foot or had something and then she had a boot and she called it Wilson and sent me an email. I mean, it, just the silliest things yes. <laughs> like bring you together with people. And then we had a traincation um, a couple of years ago and I got to meet her. So hi, Kim, and thanks for connecting us together. So Anna, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I think it's a little bit scary that we might be sisters. I know. <laughs> I mean, Definitely you're obviously sisters somewhere along the road. You're obviously like the fitter, more muscular sister. But <laughs> I definitely think there's a sisterhood here. I mean, it's it's kind of it's kind of crazy. But yeah. I, you are just super incredible, and I don't mean that to be like we're sisters. I'm incredible too. But okay, so you are the founder of She Strength, which yes. is. Well, I'll let you tell, talk about it. So let's just talk about how early on you were seriously changed by strength training and fitness. And you said you wanted to help people um, who relied on fitness as a lifeline to their survival and not just for their aesthetics. So how did this journey start for you? Right. Okay. So um, always been athletic, never really had an issue with weight or needing game. It really wasn't on my radar, to be completely honest. I just did sports. I did what they told me to do, you know, and you naturally kind of just stay in shape in and out of season. Right. Um, and then I, I tore my ACL my last year of playing college softball. And then all of a sudden I had to figure out how to work out myself. Like I had to figure out what I needed to do. Well, so then my obsession became, well, I need to stay thin or I need to lose weight. And I just started running and running and running. And I just remember thinking, I know cardio is the way to do it. And cutting your calories is the way to do it. Right. Um, and I just remember like, oh, gosh, I better not eat supper tonight because I didn't get as long of a run in today or I ate a lot at lunch or whatever. Um, and while that's not bad in and of itself, my mindset was bad. Um, right. And so what my, year was this? Like what year was this? Um, this would have been 2003. Okay. Okay. Somewhere in there. Um, and so I was finishing my last year and a half of college. I was getting my degree in exercise science. Um, and I was in the gym all the time. And I had got married 
not long before that, and I just remember I was consumed by it. Um, and then as I got into it more, we ended up having our first child, and I immediately after I ran up until the day before I had her because I was so concerned about gaining weight. Um, and I remember I immediately, like two weeks after, started running again. I tried to do a triathlon within two months after I had her, which I did somehow. I have no wow. idea. I look back at pictures. I'm like, what was I thinking? But anyway. <laughs> you were still um, like in the new mom haze. You weren't even there. <laughs> very much so. And I was young. I mean, I was 23. So it's like you can recover way quicker right. <laughs> when you're younger like that. But um, it just became an obsession. And then we actually went to try to have child number two. I had just run a marathon and we could not. Um, we struggled with fertility for two and a half years. Um, they kept telling me that I needed to quit exercising, that I needed to put on some weight. You know, and someone like me, it's like, whatever, that's right. not the problem. Um, and so I had to start doing hormone treatments and I gained weight like crazy. Um, and it just really, really affected me. You know, I, I could run all I wanted. I could eat as little as I wanted. And I was just still gaining weight because my body was trying to readjust. And, and I remember right. at that point in time, it was like, I have to let go of this. Like, I've let it control me for so long. Um, I need to find another way to. To defeat. live, right? <laughs> you know, I'm an energetic person. And so I needed to find a different way to put my energy to something that was building of me and not constantly concerned and tearing down. Um, and so I started getting back into weightlifting again. My only experience with it really had been high school weights and then whatever we did in college sports and that sort of thing. But I never really did it for myself for a purpose outside of pitching or running or whatever I needed to do it for. I never really thought about the purpose behind it. Um, and I remember I attended a conference called Strong Women, and it was about um, strength training for the elderly adult how strength training three days a week for 30 minutes could um, increase their independence, could bring back their independence if they had become dependent on a caregiver, mm -hmm. um, increase bone density, and they could continue gaining strength into their 90s. And wow. I just remember my mind was blown at that point. Like, you could do that. Like, the female body was capable of still getting stronger at 90 years old. And I just couldn't get enough of that. So I got educated in that as much as I could. I did a bunch of wheelchair certification. Um, I went, we moved to a different state. I actually um, got involved with a local retirement community. Um, and I think from then on, my whole life was just changed as far as perspective, because now I realized that you could focus your energy on building yourself up and gaining strength. And I could teach other women to do the same. And as I slowly started gaining strength myself and seeing how much weight I could lift and how my body was changing, even though I was still gaining weight, it was just this release for me, this freedom of now I can eat to fuel my body because I want to lift more weights in another month or I want to be hit this personal record, personal best in the next year. Um, and I was able to translate that to my adults that were in wheelchairs my elderly, um, my work with the retirement community actually ended up translating into me working with several adult day service providers. Um, so for the last, up until a year ago, most of my personal training has been with adults with special needs and, and elderly. Um, because like you said, their strength training is their lifeline. Like they have to be able to transfer themselves. They have to have core strength so they can sit up in their wheelchair and not compress their organs or those with respiratory issues so they can be able to breathe um, 
I had one girl that I worked with for probably eight years straight. She was um, a cheerleader in high school, and she was actually hit by a drunk driver on prom night, um, and it was wheelchair-bound the rest of her life. She's in her mid-40s, and her whole entire goal the whole time we worked was to get movement in her arm that she didn't have movement in, which when I left, she was lifting two-pound dumbbells four inches up and down off of her wheelchair tray. Oh, that's awesome. Lifting uh, 12-pound dumbbells with her other arm that she had some range of motion with. And every week she'd message me on Facebook or I'd be in there and she's like, we're doing it this week and we are going to lift that dumbbell this week because that was her thing. She had something to focus on and something to put her energy into outside of poor me, you know, yeah. and, and being around people like that every week and a couple times a week is a perspective check for someone like me that was like, man, here I was worried about staying under 129 pounds. Right. Her only focus is I'm going to lift 12 pounds if it's the last thing I do in a dumbbell. Um, right. That's and so, so major. I mean, there's, there's so many themes here. I mean, first you touch on, um, you know, getting beyond the number on the scale. I mean, I think that's a big one. And I definitely want to talk about that a little further, but also when you look at your body and you look at weight and fitness as a lifeline and as health versus aesthetics and what, how that changes everything. I mean, it really changes everything and, and you totally embody that. And I love what you're doing conveying that message to women. I think it's just fantastic. So what, what else, um, like what types of amazing things have you seen in the work you've done with the adults with disabilities? Um, lots of stuff. Mom. I, well, a personal story for one is I worked with three, three guys with down syndrome. Um, I actually, they were featured in the CrossFit journal two or three times, um, because of my work with them. Um, one of them was able to go off. Um, she was actually, her diagnosis was removed of medicinal induced lupus. Um, she was, she went off her diabetic meds. She lost a hundred pounds over the time that I worked with her. Wow. Um, she was able to climb stairs again. She was able to continue living on her own with her other roommate who had, I think she was wheelchair bound. Um, and maintain her independence. Um, she became like family. She actually, um, her, her sisters lived behind us. So on the weekend, she'd come over and hang out with my daughter. Um, and actually, she was the one that inspired us. We adopted it. Uh, my son has Down syndrome. Um, and we adopted him uh, later on. And she was the determining factor in us uh, adopting him. Uh, but just seeing what her capabilities were and learning. Um, she learned how to do a power clean. A deadlift, her and her Debbie, the other gal that I trained with um they debbie lost 30 pounds she wasn't real heavy to begin with but strength was her main concern as they aged um, because dementia is really common um obesity obviously diabetes hypertension um and they were both able to prolong any of those symptoms over the eight or nine years that we worked together um we did a couple walking events some down syndrome walks and that sort of thing They've actually gone with me to speak to other groups of people about fitness. Um, they love dancing. We do. We actually came up with choreography, and they made their own dance routines that we had to do <laughs> every single time we met. <laughs> I'd always like if I had to do the wobble or the cupid shuffle one more time after some of those training sessions, I was going to go crazy. But that's that's awesome. what they loved: music-inspired movement. Um, and I just loved it because they were carefree. 
Um, every time I worked with them, they never once were concerned with how much I weigh or did I gain weight or did I lose weight, but you know, how fast was my walk from that mailbox to the next one? Or was that dance really good? Or, you know, it was just fresh perspective of what really our journey of fitness and health should be. Right. And so you did, you did most of your, this new journey that is basically home fitness. I mean, you have three children and you, um, had to do it at home. So talk about that a little bit about how, how that you came up with a nickname home gym. (laughs) Right. Well, that's kind of a funny story. I actually, um, 2011, I got into competing in CrossFit. Um, we've always lived in a, we live in rural Kansas. We've always lived in a rural area. And so obviously there's not gyms on every street corner. Right. Um, so we started collecting equipment just to do weightlifting in my basement. Um, because like I said, we had my oldest and then five years later we had my daughter and then we adopted my son within six months. So I went from one child to three in a matter of a year. Um, and then, like I said, my son had Down syndrome. And then my oldest was diagnosed with Asperger's shortly after we adopted my son. And so my options for taking my children to daycare or dropping them off at a gym, you know, nursery or whatever, were not possible. Um, On top of driving them 30 minutes to the gym and then hoping that I could get a workout in. Um, So I just started working out in in my basement. Well, then our gym grew big enough to where we moved it out to our garage. Uh, my husband gave me a small spot in our garage <laughs> to put my mat and barbell and some dumbbells and stuff out there. Um, and I started following CrossFit a little bit and some Olympic lifting and powerlifting. Um, I was always naturally strong. Um, I always joke that I grew up on a farm and farm girls are just strong by their own means from <laughs> working so hard. It's true. Um, like when I was at Olympic weightlifting, the, the strongest ones came from the Midwest. Yes. <laughs> they <laughs> were just, so yeah. like, yeah, what did you have to do when you were young? But, <laughs> um, and so it just kind of, it just kind of went from there. Um, I started competing actually, and I started doing really well. I, I won several events and it was always a running joke. Like, um, what gym do you belong to? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. In my garage, um, you know, I work out in our, my barn or my garage. And, and so they started dubbing me home gym because, you know, they announce you. They're like, okay. And Anna Woods, uh, home gym. <laughs> you know? And so that became kind of the sticking name for me when I was competing um, around and it, and it kind of just stuck. So I still see people now and they're like, oh, yeah, you were home to back That's so awesome. years ago. That's um, so awesome. And, then it, and so then it kind of became a thing. I started sharing my videos online and social media just on a whim, not really trying to get anything out of it. And, and I started realizing that people had this perception that you could not get in good shape at home or you had to be a gym member. Um, you had to have a gym membership to really – to get in good shape. And so um, I, I kind of tried to defy that because I was like, that's crap. I'm competing at a regional level for CrossFit and I work out at home by myself. Um, and so that was kind of the whole premise for where that came from. And my passion for showing people like me who had no other options for gyms, um, you could do it at home. And so I kind of formed an online community and it just went from there. That's so cool. I mean, it's, it's like we're, it, there's no way to find an excuse, right? I mean, you were just like the definition yeah. of no excuses. <laughs> I mean, it, it's kind of hard, I think, when some people say, well, where do I start and what do I do? And 
what then you come along Anna Woods and you're like oh man like I don't have an excuse this is awful um so it's kind of in your face a little bit but I think that's good I think that we need people out there saying you know this is possible you can do it it's you don't have to have a gym membership you don't have to have a ton of equipment and there's there's ways and there's resources and you are a huge resource to to this community and so you guys check her out she's <laughs> home gym I mean yeah. home gym. so talk to me a little bit about um Olympic weightlifting like let's nerd out a little bit on that because yeah. I don't know if you know my background my I'm like a hundred years removed from it but I still like to geek out on it a little bit yeah. Um, I got involved in Olympic weightlifting when I was very young, like 13 or 14, coming off oh. the basketball team, which Jealous. <laughs> is really the reason that I'm 5'8 and everyone in my family is over six feet tall. I have determined that all the heavy weightlifting I did stunted my growth. Like, it had to. Like, it just doesn't yeah. make sense. <laughs> but I started really young, and then I kept doing weightlifting until about my freshman year. Um, in college and was competitive, uh, went to junior worlds in 97, had a couple junior national, um, championships. Now at the, at the time it was not as big as it is. And it, you know, CrossFit was not there. Right. And so we were like in this freak sport, right. Where they would have, they would host Olympic weightlifting in the ballroom of like the Hilton and people would walk by and like go, what is going on in there? And now you'd probably draw a crowd with, <laughs> and with CrossFit and all, but I yeah, no it kidding. was like a total freak thing to do. Um, so it's really fun to watch. Uh, you know, the CrossFit games and, and you can spot the Olympic weightlifters a mile away because the right. technique is just beautiful. And you're like, oh, look at that. Um, yes. But talk a little bit about about Olympic weightlifting and what what draws you to it, because I know what attracted me. I'd just like to hear your thoughts first. Um, it's another one of those things. One of the things that drew me away from the scale, it's technical. Um you can't get it on the first try. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, probably the first five years of trying. Um, and so it keeps you coming back. I always tell people, I'm like, the skill work in Olympic lifting is what keeps you hungry. Yes. Um, you, I don't know. I just become obsessed with it. I love lifting weights anyway. I love feeling strong. Um, but then you add the technicality into it, and you watch a beautiful lifter lift. Yes. It looks effortless. And you just want that and then you go pick up your pvc pipe and you're like oh my gosh i don't look anything like that it's like going to a zumba class and you think you are dancing so amazingly graceful until you look in the mirror um it's the same thing with olympic lifting like it just kept me hungry and and it still does you know i'm still chasing those numbers that i said i wanted to try to hit someday Um, And, and then the part of that also is then it also brings in all the accessory work. Like I love dumbbell work. Um, so it's not just doing a snatch or a clean and dirt every day. It's doing the rows and doing the bent over rows and doing the bicep curls and doing the flies and doing the bench press and right. doing the pull-ups. And um, you can almost create a whole program just from two lifts. Yeah, you know? oh, for Again, sure. For it's sure. being able to simplify it for people and say, look. This was my goal. This is what I did. And and all I wanted to focus on were two lifts at that point in time. Yeah. And I think that's what's so fascinating about it. And for those of you listening who don't have a clue what we're talking about, Olympic weightlifting <laughs> is the 
competition you see in the Olympics. That's where it got its name from. So, right. um, but it doesn't mean like we all go to the Olympics. Some of us do, some of us, most of us don't, but it's, it consists of two lifts. Um, the first lift is called the snatch. And that is a motion where you take the barbell basically from the floor to over your head in one fell swoop. <laughs> and yeah. um, there is a fine technique to it for sure. And then the clean and jerk is a two motion lift where you take it from the floor to your chest there's a pause and then you get it over your head with either a squat jerk or a a squat press or a split jerk it's kind of um however you can get it up there obviously the split jerk is probably the most well known but so those are the two lifts and they are incredibly technique intense (laughs) that's for sure well and i think i love it too because it's not a muscle event. Like usually it's all about finesse and speed. Um, Mm -hmm. And so you can be deceived quickly in an event when you walk in and try to prejudge what people are going to be able to do or not do. So I kind of love the the underdog rooting for people too. Um, The unlikely lifter, I guess, usually ends up being the best one in the gym. So it's always fun to see the the smaller, thinner guy walk up there and snatch 300 pounds and Every yeah. other guy in the gym's like, what, what? just happened? <laughs> and I always have a sound effect that goes with it. It's like, whoosh, whoosh. yes, <laughs> it's like you yes. see them. They're just like, whoosh. right. Um, I, I love blink. watching the light lifters, like the really small yep. women and and smaller end guys. I mean, they're just magnificent. And I mean, of course, the super heavyweights are great to watch too. I grew up um, one of my best friends, and you probably know of her if you don't know her is Cheryl Hayworth and. Um, she came, we were, we were on team Savannah, um, at the time and she came into the gym and just, she's a magnificent lifter. And I don't, I think her claim to fame was she had never missed a jerk. And I think that stood true. I'd have to, I'm going to have to have her on the podcast to, to see, but I think she had never missed a jerk. And it's like, just, that's how much technique. And then me, I can't. I can clean anything and yep. I can get over my head because I have like monkey arms that go for days. I have squat legs for sure. <laughs> so um, what are your goals within, um, I mean, are you competitive, are you competing in say Olympic weightlifting events or is it more CrossFit at this point? Oh, I have not actually competed in a specific Olympic lifting event. Um, I actually crazy, crazy story is where we live now. Actually, um, Glenn Penley just moved back here. Mm-hmm. Um, his hometown is here in, in middle of Kansas. So I've gone over and trained with him a few times just because, oh my gosh, who doesn't want to be trained by Glenn Penley? Right. Um, and every time he's like, you sign up for an event yet? <laughs> I know, you <laughs> need to. I don't know what it is for me. I need to do it, yes. Because I love competing. Um, I compete more so in team events in CrossFit now. Um, another girl and I actually um, who are both moms that work out in our garages, travel around and compete locally just for like fundraising events and charity type of things. Um, I spent the last two years working on my app so hard that I made that commitment to do that and make that my focus outside of my family. So now that that's been launched, I feel this freedom like, okay, now and I you can said, go back to- You said your app, APP, not your abs. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I heard <laughs> so. abs. I would not want to spend that much time on those. But. So talk about your app. What is what is your app? Um, well, okay, so it's called She Strength. It actually came out of, um, I actually helped work at a CrossFit gym in a local town. I helped opened it with some friends. Um, and then 
for whatever personal reason, they asked me not to coach any longer. And that was in the prime of my competing. Um, and so I wasn't really working out there a lot, but I was helping coach because I loved it. Um, I loved coaching when I could. When I went, I would travel to work with adults with special needs. And when I was in that town working with them, then I'd drop in and coach a few classes at the gym. Um, and that was a really, really trying time for me because I had to step back and like I lost one of my passions was coaching people. And I, and I was doing it one-on-one with my adults with special needs. And I'd program for people here and there, but I missed that connection, that seeing people progress, seeing them grow. And I wanted more women to find out the beauty and transformative freedom in lifting. But I also didn't have time to individualize programs for every single person. I think I had a realization when we were getting ready to go to the swimming pool with my kids and a lady texted me and didn't understand what a movement was that I had sent her in a program and I'm in the parking lot trying to demonstrate having one of my kids hold my phone like hey hold this for mommy so she can show so and so what this move looks like right (laughs) and I was like at that moment I'm like I don't have time to program specifically for each individual and try to explain to them what the video is and how the movement is and then try to coach them in it via text or whatever and I'm like there has to be an easier way um And so as I started getting this movement and started pushing through, I realized there wasn't a lot of programming that involved strength training for women and also did not require mindset training. Um, I'm a huge proponent of personal development. All of my clients, customers have to commit to 10 minutes a day of some type of personal development, whether it be podcasts like this, audible.com, YouTube, book something before their day starts like that's one of the requirements of their progress that they check in with me on but I had no way to like package that all together um, until I started working on this app and it just kind of came to me the future of fitness is moving to mobile Um, Mm -hmm. why not just go all in now Um, so I started working on these programs all these videos are shot from my garage Um, it's a 15-week strength training program I coach you in a private community. Um, I've run a beta testing group for the last year with with women, um, t- testing it out and trying to perfect the workout to make sure my videos are clear, getting the meal plans set up, um, getting the mindset um, training. So like this first 15-week template of um, She Strength involves the She Thinks program. Um, and every day you have a different mindset training. And I use a lot of Brene Brown this time around. Mm-hmm. Um, I love her. Um, And so I put it all into one app, basically, is what it is. Um, And so you build, every five weeks, you build on the program you did before. Uh, It's four to five days of strength training using dumbbells at home. Some of my gals have progressed to barbells just because they've done it for me this last year and they're ready to to lift more. But almost all of them are posting videos in our community that I coach them through. they're they're in the middle of their living room with their kids running around, stepping up and down on their couch to do their step ups. Or um, some of them have moved out to their garage like I did. Um, I love getting pictures of them when they find dumbbells or benches on garage sale sites, and they're sending <laughs> pictures excited about their new equipment. And it's just become a community. So yeah. people that live local, we have barn gym workouts once a month. Um, we have a huge barn now, and that's where all of my my gym equipment is. And I have people come from all over, like other states, to drive in and participate in my barn gym workouts, which is just insane to me. I want to come um, to your barn gym workout. Yeah, you need to. What's your I'm working on a, 
weekend retreat hopefully coming up soon and we'll make a weekend out of it. Oh my gosh. That would be so much fun. It's become a movement. Like I I want women to, to want more and dream more to be empowered. Um, I realized that the quickest way to stump a woman is to ask her what her mission statement, her life mission statement is and ask her what her goals and dreams are. Um, one of the first things I do with my clients is I, as I say, okay, I want you to write down your top three goals for me for this next year fitness, finance, whatever, personal. And then I want you to write down three dreams. And I usually have to prompt people to dream bigger um, because typically most women, especially it tends to be older women or moms are like, well, I'd really like to have a new pair of shoes. (laughs) Right. I'd really like to have that new outfit. And I'm like, what? I mean, I'm talking like, let's travel Europe dreams. Like quit selling yourself short. Um, and it's really hard. Like women have shut off that part of their brain to let themselves dream and and feel confident and love themselves. And um, I feel like strength training is one avenue to do that. So anyway, they'll they'll turn their goals and their dreams in for me. And then I'll say, OK, now I want you to write down your, your top three priorities in life right now. Um, and they usually say my family. Some say religion or faith. Um, my job, blah, 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 blah. And I have not once ever had this, uh, this done. And a woman put herself in one of the priority lists, not even on the list, not at all. And we laugh because I've done it with men before. And almost every single time the man's like (laughs) me (laughs) in one of the top three. And I'm like, see, they've got this figured out. Why aren't we allowing ourselves to do the same? So then we have to talk about when you include yourself in your dreams and you include yourself in your goals, you got to put yourself in the priority list or else it's just not going to ever happen. Um, That's really fascinating. I can't start giving them permission for that. Yeah. Like once I give them permission to make themselves a priority, it's game over. Like, let's go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we we go. and it's just, I love it. I love women experiencing that same freedom that that I experienced. And that was the whole goal for the app was when I get a message, they're like, I haven't weighed myself in probably four months, but I just back squat 100 pounds, you know. And, right. and you understand weightlifting background, how amazing that is to hit those, those, big those numbers. numbers. Yeah. Yeah, the non-scale victories are huge. And I always tell my athletes, and I wrote in my book about how there are three tiers of goal setting. Like when you make a decision in your life that you want to make a change and you start to kind of look towards your goals, um, that you ought to have a short-term goal, like a two to three month attainable goal, whether that's to walk your first 5K, run a 5K, whatever, then a longer term goal, like a six to nine month or a six months to a year. And then the big scary goal is what I call it. And it's, you know, in my world and in my influence area is triathlon. And so that's like Ironman. And when you're starting out in a triathlon journey or something like that, to, to even utter the words, I want to do an Ironman seems insane. But to set those goals so big and scary, I think that is necessary. And I think the women that I've coached or that I've run across that have done that, they're the ones that go do it. Right. Right. Yeah. It's just, they just need permission. I Mm -hmm. think more so because then the confidence follows once you start putting the action behind the the words, but it's just like spewing, getting that off your tongue of that initial (laughs) like, because it is scary, but There's something really, really amazing about achieving one of those goals. Um, And then at that point for me, there's, 
there's no turning back for the women that I get to be a part of and interact with. Um, and yeah, influence, I guess you could say. Well, I think it's, um, I, I like your idea of permission. I've actually said that before that when my coach, told me back in 2010, you can do a triathlon. I was like, you're a crazy man. But it was that permission, you know, that putting it in my head. It's, it's the strange permission. And I think what you're doing is just so fabulous that you are giving women permission, um, to take, take back their own power or to find power maybe where they've never had it that, and and then to say, it's good to take time for us and you deserve to be on your own priority list. Like that is so major. So you are just doing great work, Anna. I am. Thank you. I'm proud to finally meet you. We should have met a long time ago. I love that our paths crossed. I, um, (laughs) yeah, I, and I feel like I, I just made a post yesterday. I'm training for a half marathon right now. And I'm very much built like a weightlifter now, <laughs> like right. 20 pounds heavier than I was when I used to do a lot of running. Um, and so there's a whole new level of empathy of like, man, you know, when you're carrying that extra weight around and even for me, like I've already felt myself telling myself, man, oh, this is going to be really hard. Like, I don't know if I'm able to run the whole time or these hills are going to be really hard. You know, it's just something about one change with your physical appearance or your, your weight or what you think you should be able to do. And like, it's a mindset shift. Mm -hmm. Like I keep having to talk myself off that. Like, why are you allowing yourself permission to think you can't do this just because you weigh 20 pounds more? Right. You know, it it, it is a constant. I tell my gal sometimes, like sometimes it's a constant priority reminder every 10 minutes, Right. (laughs) not even every day, but well, what you're feeling, I think is the opposite of what I've experienced. So I went to weightlifting and then went to the couch for, you know, a 10 year period or whatever, Mm -hmm. and then um, started endurance training. And just recently, like the last year and a half, two years added strength training. And I feel such a difference in my power in my running. And so you're coming to the running with this power and this functional strength and you may feel heavier, but you're probably taking for granted how powerful you are and how like whole your body is and how injury resistant you're going to be because you've yes. built your whole body from the ground up and so that's yeah th- that's so important I think women I especially in endurance sports we're not necessarily yeah. paying attention to our strength and um it's major so you're gonna kick butt for sure I um I ran one last like well a year and a half ago I ran a half um and it was that way for me. I, I mean, I was still weighing the same then that I do now, but still that 20 pounds heavier. I ran three days a week and I had strength training three days a week and then recovered one to two, depending on how I felt. Um, and I ran within two minutes of my fastest time that I ran back in the day, right. running half the day. I mean, I used to run five or six days a week, easy. Um, and I literally did one sprint day. I did one mid distance and then we did one long run, but I never ran over 10 miles for any of my training runs. And I just did conditioning and cardio swimming. I did a lot of triathlon training actually for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was awesome just to show myself, even, even though I knew it to be true, how important strength training is. Cause I had no injuries. Um, I actually have two guys that are training for marathons right now using my she strength program. And every week I get a message from them. I don't know if I'm running enough because <laughs> I'm used to running, you know, when one of them just ran her half kind of her midway point of her training and she ran the fastest half she's ever ran right. running less. It, it's just that again, mindset shift of like yeah. trusting the system that your body is going to be more efficient because yeah. you have 
the strength base in there. So, And you're also using your whole body to run. I, I think like when we're just running, we're not targeting our glutes. We're not tuning into our core. Um, when you're strength training and you're doing a lot of core work and a lot of glute work, when you run, you're like, oh, I need to stand up taller. I need to, you know, have the pole in the middle of my head and <laughs> stand yes. up tall and hold that core in. And um, so I think it's just fabulous to do, do strength training. So where can everyone find you if they want to download your app yeah where where do they go uh, i have a website um www.shestrength.com shestrength.com um you can load the app on there it's in the google store or the apple store um okay. there's a five-day free trial on there so if you're wanting access to that you can email me via my website um, I also have a Facebook page um, at Anna Woods. I also have a shoe strength app page. Um, if you're wanting to just follow more of like the the app part of it, then you can find me on Facebook at shoe strength. If you want to follow more of my personal story and the craziness that is in our <laughs> household and that sort of thing, then you can find me at Anna Woods home gym. But um, yeah, I would love to, interact with some of your followers yeah I would love to share some of the strength training with them I mean I'm I'm really into it right now and it's like one of the things on my list that I want to do is put together some strength training for people and um, I do it with my athletes but the larger audience just simple stuff so you know you guys look into this and and check out she strength so Anna one final question for you this podcast is called the same 24 hours and it basically means that we're all given the same 24 hours in the day. It's just what we do with those 24 hours that makes the biggest difference in our, our health, happiness, and destiny. So what is it that impacts you the most, like in your 24 hours? What do you do that makes the biggest difference in your life? Um, I would say uh, making myself a priority. Um, I have over the years finally moved past feeling guilty about that um, mm -hmm. or requesting that I've gotten better at learning to communicate that I need that. And those in my circle of influence uh, know that and respect that. And um, I, it's kind of, I use the image all the time. It's like when you're on a flight and they tell you to oxygenate yourself first mm -hmm. before you put the oxygen mask on even your children. It's the same concept for your approach to your health journey and your lifestyle, you have to make yourself a priority, which in, as a result makes your health a priority, which makes you a better wife, mom, employee, woman, person in society as a whole. Yeah. Um, and so making time for that, you know, one of the things I always tease my girls and my Houston group, I'll say it's a Thursday. Who's going to quit something today that doesn't match up with their passions, goals, pursuits, and dreams. Uh, and they tease me all the time, but I'm like, I'm not joking. Right. <laughs> we we say yes to all of these things out of guilt and they don't align with our three goals that you mentioned and your three dreams that you mentioned. It's okay to say no and right. make yourself a priority. Like you don't have to drive your son to ball practice every night. I guarantee you there's another mom who would love to have two nights a week to walk for 30 minutes. I bet if you guys carpooled, you yeah. could get Monday and Wednesday and she could get Tuesday, Thursday. And you know what? Then you've got two days a week of 30 minutes of exercise ready for you. But it's so true. It's so true. Well, I love your mission. Your mission and my mission are very similar. And I think that's probably why I just connected with you instantly. Um, that's how I started my journey, just trying to find a space where I mattered. And I didn't know how to 
I guess, articulated at the time. But once I figured it out, that's been sort of my mission, too, is just to let women know that that we matter, that we can be on our own priority list. And I think you're doing amazing work. And I am I'm proud to have you part of the tribe now. And um, yes. everyone just go check it out, buy her app and do her stuff and tell us how it goes, because she's changing the world one barbell at a time. Heck yeah. <laughs> That's my goal. All right, lady. Well, well, thank you for being so much. Part. Okay, yep. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye.